Welcome back to Intense Podcast. I'm your host, Robert Pirio. And across from me, well, there's nobody. Adam could not be bothered. Has nothing to do with the record snowstorm we had yesterday. Has nothing to do with being very sick. He just could not be bothered. So I heard he's ice fishing. Probably ice fishing. Most likely ice fishing. The sickness for sure was a lie. He's blowing up the group chat like he's bored, so... Couldn't be bothered. So, I scumbagged E-Man into doing a podcast with me. Don't know what we're going to talk about. That's fine. It's I a mean, show. between the two of us, we have... I've, I've done things. Thir- 13 cars that need to be put together? No, I, we'll get there, but mine's basically back together. Oh, shit. Yeah, so we, we'll talk about it. That's exciting. But yeah, we were supposed to hang out at uh, PRI, and much like Adam, you couldn't be bothered. Man, I didn't know you were going, and the, the whole flip flop. I didn't know who was going, who wasn't going. And I, I my didn't son's know I was birthday going. <laughs> is November thirtieth. Jess's birthday is July nine. July eleven. It was, 11. His, <laughs> it was December. First, <laughs> first birthday. Okay, that's important. Yeah. No, Jess yeah. like PRI is always like the ninth or whatever, and and Jess's yeah. birthday is like the you know on the eleventh, so it's always like that same weekend. Yeah, it never it, it never works out. Yeah, as he gets older, he'll probably want to go with me. And Sarah enjoyed going when we went, so well, I mean, we'll probably pick up going again. Just yeah, first birthday, um, with it being with Thanksgiving and everything and all of that, like we didn't want it. My my cousin's kid's birthday was that weekend as well, so it's just like. Mm, everyone's sick and all of these things because of the holidays. We're going to space it out a little bit. We did it on December 4th and just... So we just you know, kind of planned it that way and it is what it is, but we still had fun and we'll get back to PRI because I, I would like to. I enjoy going and it's good for Petrobox, you know, to make some of those connections. Oh, for sure. No, I, could, I don't like... I mean, I like going if there's a reason to go. Like, I'm not just going to go to go. Like, because uh, in the I mean, past, it can it's still like, be fun to go to go. Well, like if but, a, if a bunch of friends are going, then I'm just going to hang out with them. But like, like if I'm not gonna go, like if no one's going, if I don't have a very specific reason to go, I'm just not gonna go. And like, like, would you go to talk to Rocket Wheels? No. I mean, I might. I guess I wouldn't turn down a potential partnership. But yeah, it sounds but, like they're more into drifters, though. Yeah, I don't know. Like, well, any of my partnerships have just kind of <laughs> happened. By happens happen chance. So I mean it's I'm trying to think of anything I don't think anything concrete has come out of PRI for me, like when it comes to really? partnerships. Like, unless you unless you want to count pet unless you want to count petrol box, but I'd count I'd call grid life that. Yeah. And then the rest have well, just been we're... like friends of friends or like random happened like again, like with Joe at Doula Design, just kinda you introducing us. Like at Midwest, yeah. I mean, that was just that, was yeah. That was just a ha- like a crazy chance of meeting. Yeah, that was just luck. I you know, I knew the Dayton boys that were at Midwest Fest, and I was like, you know, they know everybody, and one of them has a three DZ, you know, or like a convertible three DZ, and I was like, maybe he has some of his because you didn't even have your cable with you. I was like, maybe he has his cable. Or he knows someone has his cable, so I, I went up there, and they were I didn't like, even have a cable at that point. Oh, that's right. Like, I, I, yeah, I didn't no, have you, an I didn't have an upright cable at that point. Yeah, you did. Are you sure? 
you had one when I sold my 350Z, and that was a year and a half ago. No. Yeah. You bought your cable. Did I really not? There's no, no, there's. there's, You used it on Trevor's car while it was in your shop, and my son was three months old when I dropped the car off. Okay. Like, I'm just trying to think why I would not have had it at Midwest Fest if I owned it. That makes no sense because where I keep it is in the drawer in my toolbox. Either you didn't have it or maybe you didn't have a computer for it. I did. Man, I was I don't think I I don't think I had a cable until like after you, like literally the week after Midwest Festival. You had to use it to put a tune into Trevor's car to get it out of your garage. The, you mean the one that you mailed me? Then then I bought one. Yep. And then you bought one. That all happened pre Midwest Fest. Get out of here. Okay. This it's all a, it's all a blur. Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Robbie's wrong. It's I'm all right. a blur. I don't remember. But yeah, that. Yeah, we just looked out. I, at that point, I I don't think I'd ever met Joe. We kind of met him at the same time, but it was just because I happen to have a weird thing of everywhere I go, I happen to know somebody. Yeah, you know, and, you know everybody at everything. Yeah, I'm a social butterfly, apparently. And then <laughs> I am on the other end of the spectrum, whereas. I don't do that with anybody, and you are the reason I have any friends outside of our little group. So, in the end, what we're both realizing is that we're on a spectrum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, now that you mention it. Playing <laughs> fruit there. But, yeah. What have you been up to, Robbie? Uh, I saw your sweet digital dash. Yep, so I guess you're all, we'll talk about it. No, I... Uh, the re- like literally the reason that I made an effort to go to PRI was that um, working through Joe at Doula Design um, ended up getting a partnership with Haltech, and so he- all that stuff came in to his shop like the week before PRI, and he has it all boxed up, ready to go, and you know it's like. We're gonna insure it, and then of course, it's like the worst time ever to ship anything is the week oh, yeah. a- the week after Thanksgiving. So we're both kind of like, ah, oh, this we don't want to f- ship this much product, even though even though Dayton to Des Moines should not be that big a deal. It should be a it's pretty, an alphabetical order, dude. It, That's how it works. Well, it's 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 it, it would go. It would probably go Dayton to Indy to Des Moines to my house in like a day and a half. Even, Except like, it's you. It would go no, to be, Raleigh, no, uh, you know, North Carolina, and then like to Alabama, and then over to San Diego, and then to Des Moines. No, I'll knock on wood, but I've, I've, I know I actually have really good luck when it comes to like ever since I moved to Des Moines, I've had I've had one bad experience, and that was back when I lived at the townhouse. But other than that, I've had extremely good luck with shipping. Both both for like things I've sold on Marketplace or eBay or things that I have bought. Hmm. But no, and then like as I messaged, I was like, "Dude, are you gonna go to PRI?" Yeah, yeah, I plan on going. How about we just not mail it? I'll just get, I'll just meet you there and get it. So we ordered uh, Haltech Nexus R three, the dash, obviously the harness for all that, um, a radium fuel sender. What else did I all get? Oh, new new harnesses because I wasn't happy with mine. So I, I had the three. I had the three to two, and I felt like I could never get it uh, tight and comfortable the way I wanted it. 
So I got an OMP, two inch, everything. That seems to be a little bit better. Still can't just, I can't bring myself to buy a Stroth, even though I know that's the answer. Because yeah. they're, they're like $650. And I, I yeah, I mean, that's <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't say much more than that. I, almost well, every car I own has a race quip in it, just because. Th- that's that, that. That's just it. I mean, I, I I had a race quip forever. Very happy with them. The cheap ones, even like the latch and hook ones. Very happy with them. And ever since I've tried to go away from that, I've been kind of unsatisfied with the amount of money spent versus the quality, because it's not much more than a race quip, yeah. in my opinion. Unless until you get into like the Strauss or the the seven hundred dollar harnesses, so I don't know the the OMP two inch seems <laughs> yeah totally. But, hey man, that's like iconic look right there. Some brids gradient brids with like green Takata harnesses. That was a, that was a thing, two thousand five. Oh, oh, I know. How many did you oh. own? <laughs> None. I'm too. I've got a childbearing hips <laughs> i don't fit in jdm seats all that well how about takata harnesses i've never owned a set actually i've just race quips jegs has always been within 20 minutes of me and it's just nice to walk in there and pick some up off the shelf <laughs> yeah yeah if speed so. if speedway was closer I've, i mean i've overnighted stuff from speedway because it's super convenient but yeah same thing like if I could get stuff locally and just walk into the store and grab it that day, it, it's going to happen that way. I could be in Jeg's like showroom in 15 minutes and I could be in their warehouse in 40 and growing up, it was reversed. Yeah. That'd so, be nice. Yeah. But yeah, so had had all that delivered to, to Joe. So he brought it to me at PRI and of course it's like, yeah, we're going to meet. We'll hang out. We'll catch up. Never how it works. We all, he like, He's he owns a business, so he has to go and meet all the people, talk to all the all the people. Has actual places to be. So yeah, we yeah. met in an alley. He handed me a box full of stuff, and it's like, well, see ya. Just <laughs> didn't even get a chance to catch up. It was just you know late on Saturday afternoon by the time we even saw each other. I uh, kept kicking around the idea of selling my link for my VQ. Or oh, that's right, you were talking to him about it. Yeah, for for the procharged VQ, I was thinking about buying, going link, uh, getting rid of the link and going uh, with the Nexus. And you know, I was him and Han, and you know, I was looking at buying the digital dash and all that fun stuff. And then uh, I got a stupid deal on a link dash, and I was just like, "All right, well, I can sell all of this," and you know, still. And then finally, Joe's just like. Dude, the more reading I've done, the link will work just fine for you. Just yeah. let's get it in, let's get it going, and then you know if we need to upgrade later, we'll upgrade later. And I was like, <sighs> fine. Well, that's that's just it. Like I'm, I'm just thinking like what you could possibly be trying to accomplish that the link couldn't do that the Nexus could in your in your situation. It's and just it, gonna be. I mean, it's such a high strung situation now, being a most likely around 600 horsepower car. I just want to make sure that all of the safety nets are in place. Everything's being monitored. And I am a firm believer in ask your tuner what they want to tune. <laughs> yes. 
Don't sh- don't thing. show up with an Apexy FC and ask them to tune it. <laughs> yeah, well, it's like the same thing, you know. When I'm getting tattooed, I let my tattoo artist like, "Hey, man, here's what I'm thinking. Do your thing." Yep. You know, it's important to find the artist that you like their style, so then you can let them be the artist and you be the person that just sits there. So yeah. it's kind of the same thing with you know Joe. It's like, hey, man, you know, I want this thing to be reliable. I don't want you, you know. I, I I've taken my old turbo Miatas that were run Omega squirts and stuff to uh, Brian tu- uh, Turner, who runs Dynatune over here in Columbus, huge, like LS one guy, one of the, like definitely one of the better ones around that tunes LSs and stuff. And he's like, I mean, I could take a look. And so <laughs> I brought my laptop with tuner studio on it. And we threw the car on his dyno. Cause he's just a friend of mine. And he was like, you know, let's start going through it, I guess. And he was just like, really, we're just going to look at your AFR, like your fuel table and your timing. You know, we'll keep doing pulls back and forth and see. But I don't know any of the other cool tricks this thing can do and all this kind of stuff. And it's like, I mean, you're going to keep it from blowing up. That's fine. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. So you're not chasing after that last tiny little bit. Yeah. And I'm not chasing after the last tiny little bit that the the vq is capable of right but i am chasing for reliability and it not exploding that is ideal yeah 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 no I, I, honestly it wasn't even considering it and then we just kind of worked this deal out and i was like well this opportunity is not going to present itself ever again so yeah i guess i'm doing an xsr3 this week this winter yeah, that's so sick. so yeah i mean I, I'm, I said i originally said no and then like two weeks later said order it just or, just order it and then i ne- never regretted it like it's so i mean i got got it ordered got the schematic uh from from hall tech and then just kind of went through it and then used the factory service manual from my three with z and just kind of figure out everything that i need obviously talk to joe about like you know are we keeping vbt uh like a, like how are we controlling x y and z and and uh so yeah i got all that wired in I mean, it, I spent a pretty good, I bet a couple of days worth of hours just like sweating over getting everything wired incorrectly. So I have like, I took, I saved every single page that had like that specific schematic. So I have my own little wiring, like service manual for myself. So I have my notes plus the actual pull, like the, the, the pages from the factory service manual all compiled into one document um, I think what I did wrong, though, is that I didn't understand on the flying leads from the Haltech harness is that every single uh, digital pulse output and like the the eight eight volt uh, signal and the five volt signal and um, the the twelve volt um, half ridge output. There's not just one wire. The schematic looks like there's one wire but it spiders into like 10 wires. So I thought I had, I thought I had to like create all these extra different grounds and, and different like five volt signals pulling off of this five volt signal only to realize, Oh, that's all, it's all already there. So like, I think if I would have gone through, like had it in front of me and actually looked at it instead of just going off of the piece of paper or actually gone through the software and, and like, set it up beforehand. Like, oh, I'm going to use this, you know, I'm going to use this, uh, 
input or this output for this, like the throttle body or this, this sensor or whatever, and then assign it in the, in the software first, because I think that would have cleared up all of my questions right away. The only thing I really had, I struggled to like wrap my head around was the VVT setup because it makes no sense to me because That's why the Datsun doesn't have one. <laughs> yep. So it gets, it's, it, and like I, I, the Z apparently is the, the, the switch style. And what's weird is that it has 12 volt signal coming in at both, both sides. So like one's not a ground, it's, it's positive on both and it grounds. So it's like, it, Haltech said tw- 12 volt this side and then the 12 volt signal goes this side. And it's, it's really weird. And even like right now, as I'm saying it out loud, it doesn't sound right. <laughs> like, but that's, that's what it is. But I mean, that's, I mean, that's what it shows in the service manual too. Is like, this doesn't look right, but it is. So, but yeah, so right now, right now, I, I guess got it all wired in. I like over Thanksgiving break, I create, I stripped out. Uh, yeah. The Friday before Thanksgiving. No, not Thanksgiving Christmas. They're all the same, whatever. Um, right. The, <laughs> the Friday before this is the guy that's like all about Christmas and was shaming anyone that was not about Christmas, Christmas movies. I love Christmas movies. And music. And mu- no, not all the music. Just Mariah Carey's uh, All I Want for Christmas is You. You just play it on repeat. What else do you need? <laughs> oh, you're a maniac. <laughs> I will say, though, like I made that picture. I, I took a screenshot and sent it on, on Instagram as like my story, and it was that song. Yeah, it was on repeat until Tuesday. I only wanted to listen to it one time. That was enough. But in the drive from my house to my parents' house, it came up on the playlist three times. And on the third, I was like, Jess, this is enough. Like, I, I can't listen to this song again in three hours. Like, I, I just can't. <laughs> Sarah found this amazing playlist that was just called Unhinged Christmas Music on Spotify. <laughs> and there's some really good ones, including, I don't know if you know uh, who Prof is. I know, yeah, I think so. Yeah. The rapper? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you sent that to us. Yeah, he's got that song, Fuck You, It's Christmas. Oh my god, it's amazing. <laughs> I think I'll need to listen to that one next time. That whole that whole playlist. It's pretty good. Yeah. There's some there's some really good ones, and then there's some that are like, eh. Yep, so the Friday before Christmas, I had a half day of work. Came home. Um, I think Jess had worked the night before, so she was still sleeping. So I went to the garage. Actually, she had to work that night, too. So yeah, didn't see her the whole day. Um, went to the shop, started pulling out all of the OEM wires out of the Z. And you don't really realize how many wires are in a 350Z until you see them lying on the floor. So many. Holy shit. It's, there's just so many. And I, and I even left in the, the wiring for like my headlights and my taillights and all that stuff. Because in the last couple of years, my IPDM had been giving me issues so I just wired around it for basically anything that I actually used. Mm-hmm. So all of that stuff was its own little relay box. Um, I had yeah, my headlights, taillights, uh, rain light, uh, reverse lights. I'm trying to think what else is on there. Wipers. All that stuff's wired outside of the IPDM already. So like that harness kind of already existed. So everything else taken out on the floor, and it's just a gigantic rat's nest of wires and Jess comes into the shop as she's getting ready to go to work takes one look at the floor and goes well 
that looks awful. (laughs) (laughs) Um, And it was like at that point where I kind of went, oh shit, like we're, we're deep in this. It's it's like that you're halfway through the project and then you realize how far into the project you are. And you kind of like have that moment of panic. I was like, well, there's no going back now. I I clearly fucked all this up. I ran into that when I was putting the dots in together. I had like everything in place, right? Like I had my fuel tank and like the fuel cell, the original fuel cell in, the engines in, the trans, the exhaust is welded up and all done and everything. And I'm like, okay, there is not a single ounce of wiring in this car. Yep. <laughs> Time to make a harness and a relay panel and da 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 da. God damn it. Yep. Yep. So it's not my forte, but man, I've, I've I've gotten decent at it. I've taken a pretty good stab at it and done a re- like. I don't want my car to look like a rat's nest. Like I want it to be nice and clean. I want all the all the all the wires not to be un like uncovered. I don't want it just like a, a rat's nest. I want it like it's still a little bit of a rat's nest behind the dash. It's more than I would like it to be, but everything else is as clean as I could make it. The Datsun's dash comes out really easily, and I uh, I actually wired that sitting in my family room, my old house. I had all the gauges in it, and I knew what they all needed. Yep. So then I, uh, sorry, my uh, wife just messaged me, and I just want to make sure she's good. Oh, um, well, luckily kids don't change anything, so it's fine. Right? Either way, <laughs> my wife is priority number one. Um, Smart. But... Uh, I, yeah, I had my dash sitting on the floor and all my wiring in there with me, and I like I knew what everything needed because it's a pretty basic car and nothing, no crazy fancy gauges or anything. Um, so I like just sat there and ran them, and it just the Datsun's dash. I want to say it's like six screws and like three bolts, and the dashboard comes out, and then on the right side of it, I designed my harness for the whole car, so. It starts at the driver taillight, goes across the back, up the passenger side footwell, dead ends at the dashboard, starts at the driver headlight, across the core support, along that side of the fin- uh, frame rail, into the dashboard, dead ends, and then one leg across the dashboard. Oh, nice. That's all of it. And uh, when well, it hits I- the dashboard, there's three six-pin connectors, like uh, uh, like Weatherpack six-pin connectors. Yep. And if I undo those three uh, connectors and undo the like handful of bolts, the dash just comes out in one piece with all the wiring and all the gauges and everything. That's very nice. I was pretty proud of that. Yeah, I regret I, not using a higher quality of wire, but ah, it's fine. It works. Yeah. No, I, the problem What's is going to do burn down. Yeah, probably. <laughs> well, the problem is I I kind I kind of like having everything on its own toggle switch. That's so, what I, the Datsun has. So, every, so everything has its own wires coming to it, and then like it's not as clean as I would like it to be behind the dash. Like everything's labeled, everything's as nice as, but yeah, it's still kind of a resinous. Yeah, I uh, I was able to like the Datsun has that like because I am so weird about the feel and vibe of a car and everything that you know we've talked about in the past of. Um, Oh, what is his name? Uh, Magnus Walker. You know yep. how he talks about the feel of your favorite old pants and, you know, your favorite old boots or whatever. Oh, that, yeah. like, just that tactile feel and everything. 
the Dachshund is very much that for me, right? Not only the look, not only the sound, honestly, a little bit of the smell inside the car just because it smells like an like old, an old Dachshund. Yeah, it's absolutely. Yeah. So. No, I I, I get it. Like I've I've this this year like that not necessarily like that nostalgic type feeling, but like that comfort, like my being in my element inside my car was like a big thing for me. So taking the time to set up my like my seat and like the way my like steering wheel set up versus where my arms are going to go. Like just like the, the ergonomics of my, my whole cockpit area was like a big main, main focus for me this year. Yeah. And that was, you know, the Datsun was that for me and, you know, it got a little more race car as it got ready for good lifes and stuff like that. But the switch panel has been in it from the get go. There's something about good, just rocker switches like yep. the from rocker switches and just, push button start but like big old rubber knob style push button yeah I, um, i'm aware that i could go to a, a, a hall tech pdm and have like a can bus with like four eight buttons or whatever and just like everything's there and it's nice and clean and i'm fully aware that i could do that i'm not ready yet i like i like my switches yeah <laughs> and i mean and we'll probably get into the s13 later but uh like i uh plan on running a the wiring specialties chassis harness in that car. And that has a little solid state IPDM setup with the push buttons and everything. Yeah. Yeah. So got all the wiring out, just kind of laid it out on the floor so I could take a picture of it. And then, so that would have been trying to, I'm trying to put all Christmas together. So like that would have been the day before Christmas Eve. So then, just worked Christmas Eve. So I spent all Christmas Eve working on the car and worked late into the night Christmas Eve to get the all of the wiring, all the body wiring was like completely done. Everything was wired in, tested, everything worked. The Mark 60 was 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 installed again, headlights regular like so everything 100% ready to go to focus the rest of my Christmas break on wiring in the hall tech. Yeah. So that, that was like my goal. So Jess is at work. So like she works overnights at the hospital. So I send her a message at like, I think it was like two in the morning on like, uh, I guess that'd be Christmas day at that point <laughs> of a picture of the Z with the, with the reverse lights on. And I was like, I got the wiring done. <laughs> She's, she immediately responds with, why are you still awake? <laughs> I, I was excited about it. I don't know what to tell you. Just wanted your support. God. Um, but yeah, then obviously Christmas. And then after that, I've, I focused on getting the, so I made a uh, mount for the dash, like the, the whole tech dash. So what I did was I, I cannibalized the OEM gauges. Cause I, I, in my mind, I'm like, this is exactly where I want it. Cause I had it, I had it move forward from the OEM position so that I could see it, the the OEM gauges just above my steering wheel. It was like so. I, the the Momo Mod Thirty doesn't allow for a lot of good field of view through it. So I had mm-hmm. it. I had everything as as tall as I could make it without it like being in the way. Um. So it's basically lined up almost perfectly with like the the bottom of my windshield. Yeah. Uh. So I had it in that position. Made a carbon fiber plate. Mounted the hall tech to it. It made a mental note to myself, be aware 
you need to make this lower so the hall tech is as low as you can go on the steering pan- on the steering column so you can see it through the steering wheel. Okay. And then so that the top part can be your Apex Pro. So you can see that literally just above your steering wheel. That that, I, so I made that mental note in my head. Made the panel. Bolted it all up. Had everything where I wanted it. Used a template that I made out of cardboard. And then the template that Haltech gives you so you can just drill your holes. Put, oh, it on, nice. put it on the plate. Drilled my holes. Attached the Haltech to it. Put it in the car and went, Fuck! Didn't I didn't put it on the bottom. I put it exactly like lined up of off the top, exactly where the OEM gauges were. Nothing lined up at all. Like I could like <laughs> er, like literally everything was blocked. I couldn't see the Haltech. I couldn't like the Apex Pro was like in the wrong. It was so I immediately had to order another plate and start over. <laughs> I, was so, I was so annoyed with myself because as soon as I did, I was like, I know exactly what I did. And then even then, the second time. Because the original one I didn't make long enough, so I had to cut another plate. So then the second one I made, I made I made that mental note. Okay, you, this has to be on the bottom. You're, you're you're dimensioning off the bottom. I didn't. That's and that's that was the one that I drilled the wrong holes. Luckily, I was able to just like take it apart, drill the holes below, and now I have two holes that you can see. That it annoys me that they're there. Oh, I'm gonna bring them up when I see it. I put I put rivets like. Uh, Nice, like, like they have black rivets in it to fill the holes, but they don't do anything besides fill the holes. <laughs> I'm gonna ask about them when I see it. I'm like, what do these rivets do, Robbie? They they hide the fact that there's holes there. Um, but I, I'm I'm really happy with how it how it turned out. Just the fact that I can incorporate the Apex Pro and have the Haltech Dash, and all be like in the perfect field of view. Now it look at you being. It seems great in. In practice, we'll see if it's exactly what I think it'll be on track. I, I'm pretty sure it will be, but uh, we'll find out. Look at you still rocking an Apex Pro, even though I'm almost positive that dash with like $300 becomes an aim dash. The Hall Tech? Yeah. Pretty sure it doesn't. Really? It, it's $300 for, uh, for the GPS module for my Link Dash, and I can use it as an aim dash. I'm not aware of it doing lap timing stuff. If it, if there's a, if, if if there's a feature and a program somewhere, I'm not aware of it. And if I would I would happy I would be I would be very happy to be wrong. Because like my dash won't do it unless I buy it's like a three hundred dollar thing that plugs into the back of it. But maybe yours maybe the Haltex doesn't do that. I don't know. I guess. Because we we reached out because we were gonna we were because we weren't sure what we were gonna do with the dash originally because I wanted an aim dash but like at least two grand you know just for the just for the one I want maybe or, I lucked out um, unless you're getting like either an old model or like the real basic like non color screen one which I don't even know if they make anymore but like the uh, not the pista what whatever not important whatever the dash is it was like two grand and then yeah. but then it's like well i'm not gonna i got the apex pro i already have all the you know i have all that data and yeah. i like my apex pro i really do yeah my it's only good, it's my unit, especially even if you have it upside down sure i mean i wouldn't know i've never done i've never <laughs> done that but 
you would. Um, the only complaint I have is the fact that my iPhone that I use for it overheats if I leave the screen on. So like if I have the timer up, like so it shows my lap times in real time, it won't survive a session without like overheating and shutting off. Not surprising. So, yeah, it's really annoying. It's like, and it, it didn't help that I, I we, we race on like 200 degree weekends this year. So it was like yeah. it overheated before it even got on track. Like it was it's like if it was sitting in the sun at all, done. So yeah, there's two weekends of like data that I just don't have. I had a bad race year. Otherwise, I would have poked fun at you just now. I can't. I don't. I don't have a leg to stand on because the one event that I drove my own car at, oh. I broke it. So you know. Hey, we I, all. I turned, have... more, I turned more laps than you at that event, but not by many. No, is that is that even true? I did multiple races at Midwest Fest. Yeah, I did three. Oh, then no, no, it's I, not true. Yeah, I was gonna say I didn't think it was because I did practice qualifying. And at least two, if not three races. I know I didn't do the fourth race, but I'm pretty sure I did a yeah, couple of races. Never mind then. I definitely have a leg to stand on. I was going to say, I was severely underpowered and beyond frustrated, but but I did do multiple races. And then once Joe took a closer look at it, I was like, don't, don't bring this back on track. You got it. <laughs> um, yeah, so super happy with how that turned out. And then after Christmas, I was able to focus on getting the the harness all put together and made. Um, yeah, just basically did a pretty good job with my notes. Uh, there was a couple things that w- had it all done, had it all wired in. Um, then I went to use the the software to program it so that I can. You know, tell it because yeah, with the, with an R, Nexus R three, you have to like it's you can do whatever you want. Like you can put whatever sensor you want to whatever input or output you want. Like it's totally yeah. totally customizable, totally programmable. Like it's it's whatever the hell you want. Um, which is no yeah. which is no small so, undertaking. Like, the stuff that it's capable of is incredible. Because so like I I have a buddy that works at um, Soho um, Motorsports that are like the fastest VQs in the world over there. Um, and he's doing a VHR turbo VHR setup in his S 13 drag car. And it's just like, Whoa. he's like, yeah, I'm going R five. I'm like, Jesus. <laughs> and yeah. we were talking through and he was trying to convince me then that I should go R three. And yeah, I'm not part of the cool kid club with a Haltech. Not yet. We'll get Dirty you. drifter with a with, with a, a link. Link. It's a good link, though. Yeah, I guess that form of the drift sponsorship money is working out because you're buying. Bu- yeah, I so say you're buying link things because of the advertising. Obviously, it came with it. Uh, the original hair disease I had that Trevor Seibel owns now. Yep. Which I have no idea how that car's doing anymore. He's working on it. I know it. Uh, he was messaging me a little bit about it. Like once once we got it. So that we could actually move it, yeah. That was that was a that was a big big step forward, and I think after that it's been more nitpicky, like getting the tune right type stuff, which is good. Yeah. Well, it's just like it's always nerve wracking selling a car to a friend and then ripping the ECU out of it. (laughs) (laughs) Well, no, like, like I I don't know, I, I. 
I bought a car pre-modified. You know, I bought that car pre-done. And just did maintenance things throughout its life. And wrecked it a few times. Yeah, I was like, that fixed your, yeah, fixed your own damage. But, like, you know, I swapped, you know, I, I brake pads and, you know, I did thing, I, I did the maintenance stuff while using the car. But, like, I didn't really get super deep into the car on, you know, I just took the, the previous owner at his word. And he's, you know, he's a detailed guy. And he was very upfront when I bought the car and everything. And I didn't have any reason to doubt him on any of the things he claimed. Um, but still, like, I felt weird. And it's like, you know, Trevor and I agreed upon a price. And then my body guy was like, you know, found a little more damage than planned. And I had sold, I I, I basically sold Trevor the car after the damage occurred. And I hooked him up with my body guy because mine was going to be cheaper than his. And I was like, here's the price. And then he got in, my body guy got into it and he's like, you know, it's a little more extensive. And I was like, Sheep. I'll cover the difference because, yeah, you know, you're not trying I to screw anybody this. here. Yeah. And, you know, I found one or two other bent arms or something. I, I found a few different things and I kind of shot myself in the foot, not fixing the car further and getting it more put together before selling it to him. Cause I was just eating out of my, you know, out of my cost in the car. To make it better for him, because I felt, you know, yeah, I, yeah. I wanted, I didn't want to give him a piece of shit, and I still stand by, you know, he got a lot of car for the price, and oh yeah, whatnot, so I hope he's happy, and I hope the car serves him well, and I'm excited to see it wrapped. He said he's doing one of his buddies was wrapping it some way. Yep. So. Yep. No, I, he hasn't sent me pictures of it recently, but we were we were texting about it. Ah, it's probably been a couple months already. I hope it's green. I hope it's green too. You know what? I hope all of our cars are green soon. We should all just green all the things. Team green. Um, yeah, so got the wiring harness all put together. I mean, I spent, again, just work New Year's, and I don't go I, I don't go out in general, but I sure as shit I'm not going out on New Year's. Um, so I spent New Year's Eve and day in the shop wiring the harness and you know, double checking everything, taking my time, getting the leads just, just so, and getting the, the looms all just right and doing things. And then realized I screwed up and then doing them twice. Um, so yeah, I mean, I spent two full days making sure it was exactly what I wanted and then got it installed and then spent the better part of a day, um, screwing around with like getting the dash set up the way I wanted it with, you know, the, you know, cause you can it's totally interchangeable. You can change it, like customize whatever yeah. you want. Um, on the displays, so like, no, I got that set up the way I wanted it. Um, got the 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 map, yeah, the ma- the the tune map ready to go for Joe to take a look at it. Got all that lined up. Um, only to realize that one of my what I thought was a good idea was like to, I was going to take the output signal because I have an Innovate wideband that goes to the gauge and then sends me an output yeah. on it. On, and I was going to be like, I'll just steal that signal to my wideband input you know, realizing that it can't do that. I have to have its own special input. So the wideband has to be its own special. Like it has to go to a wideband plug. So like, well, shouldn't, shouldn't your innovate be the wideband? I would need a two I, sensor to an, a wideband controller. I'd lose and that wideband controller sends it to the ECU and to like, no, that's in the gauge. Two... It's, it's in the gauge. Uh, okay. So I would, so I would, I would, I would right either, here. I would lose the gauge 
which is fine, I guess, but I kind of like the gauge. So like I'm, I was running it through that. So what I'm doing now is I just ordered an, uh, another wideband. So I'll, and I should, probably should have done that from the jump anyways, was just have two wideband's, one for each bank. Um, yeah, that's what I want to do. Right. So but it was it was the smart what, thing to do, and I should have done it from the beginning. But you have a digital dash, right? You just put the gauge in the dash. It's gonna it, it, it's gonna be showing on one of the one of the displays, but not yeah. not every not every uh, screen shows it. Okay, but just, so yeah. it's there. But yeah, the, I mean, it's already it's already installed in the dash, like the 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 gauge is there. So that's weird that the Innovate does that. Like the Uego, like the AEM one, the. The loom that comes off of what is considered the like wideband controller has an output that you plug into the back of the gauge, and another one that you, if you want to use it, sends it to your ECU. Right. However, you can't plug that into your 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 wideband connector. Like that, that it needs to have the whole thing. Uh, so like that's I, like the mega square it's just a, a one wire no because the Haltech the Haltech has a six wire plug and you can't just like activate one wire mm, the wideband okay, okay. works or it doesn't so that, that was the problem is like I can't just steal that wire so what I so I, I ordered the Haltech wideband so that's going to go to the wideband plug the right way to do it and then the other one is going on one of my inputs so I have both banks Everything's fine. It's just it's it's how I should have set it up from the beginning. But yeah, the R three only has one actual wideband plug. Interesting. That's good to know. Yeah. So it was just one of those things. Like I made the assumption without ever looking into it, and then once I got into like the program, going like, wait, this isn't gonna work the way I wanted yeah. it to. But now I'm yeah I'm doing the right thing. And then the only other thing I'm waiting on is um, I ordered vacuum tubing from. Uh, what's the company? They make really awesome, like reinforced silicone, like coolant hoses. HP, uh, HPS. And uh, okay. So That's I, or- not what I was gonna say, but okay. Yep. So I, I I use that for like the plugs and like the like heater hoses and stuff, and I've I've been very happy with that. But I I wasn't really all that happy with their heater uh, vacuum line. And then like it was I I ordered like one size too big, so it was kind of loose on there. Like oh fuck. So I took it as an opportunity to go find a different company and order a different brand. So hopefully that should be here tomorrow. So the wideband will be tomorrow. The vacuum line hose will be here tomorrow. Um, Who orders vacuum line hose and doesn't just go down to O'Reilly's? I want, I want, I want good stuff. Uh, I'm not just getting some junk O'Reilly shit and putting it on there. Well, there goes that sponsorship opportunity. <laughs> if O'Reilly's wants to sponsor me, I will happily go down to O'Reilly's and just use their vacuum hose from now on. Um, it's good enough for vice vice grip garage. It's good enough for me. Fair enough. Uh, yeah. So then I, I guess I made this before, but I used a piece of Alumalite that I had left over from when I made like my uh, like my side splitters, mm-hmm. um, and then just made like a, a like a panel that goes in the kick panel of like my passenger side of my of my um, of my car. So kind of up in front of the dash where your norm- like a passenger feet would normally go, I have this panel that like the Nexus and the um, the TPMS module are mounted to because you got to show it. You know, you can't just hide it under the dash. Everyone's got to see it. That's fair. <laughs> I did not do that with the Datsun. The, the Datsun's like footwell's too small and I have a passenger seat. That Yeah, see, if, 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 say if this was a car that had a passenger seat and people were going to put their feet there, this would not be how I would mount it. 
so the Dotsons is in the in the glove box, and I cut the bottom of the glove box out. Yep. So if you slide under and look up, you can see my relay panel, my fuse blocks, and the top of my ECU, and everything you can reach everything there. And then if you open the the glove box door, there's the plugs to connect my laptop to my ECU. Oh, perfect. I was really happy with that. Yep. That. And then once again, I can just unscrew that, like the glove box insert, yep. and take my uh, panels, like my, I can take it all out. Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. I mean, that's that's kind of how I did it in the 240 originally. Um, I kind of, like, it wasn't near as nice as that, but it was like that same idea. Yeah. I wasted so much wire wiring that car, though. Because <laughs> instead of like measuring lengths and stuff of what I should do, I just had to like, I bought 14 color or nine, nine colors of wire, maybe. maybe yeah, it's, it's, it's a 72 remember. dots and it only needs like nine wires. Right. But <laughs> I, I put us like, I put them all in like a, I put them all in the footwell on like a little rack. And like, I would take the color I was going to run and I would run it through the firewall or along where it needs to go. And then like leave a few inches extra where it is. And I ran all my wires where I wanted them. So they're all the exact right length. And then that's when I terminated them at the, where it was going and put the plug on it in place in the car, which became a hassle. Yep. But that means everything was the, the exact right length and I knew it would have the right length to run and lay where I wanted it to lay and all that kind of stuff. It was tedious, but no, I get it. I get it. Yeah. The way I did this was tedious. I didn't, I didn't, I didn't want to have to like do it multiple times or like have a bunch of wires, like looking like shit or, you know, the whole deal. It's again, it's, it it was in the back of my mind how his passenger seat looks, but yes, I, I, I don't want mine to look like that. Even now, like it's not like nothing's like zip tied to where I want it. Like everything's just kind of still just there until we get done. Zip ties. Well, like 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 when it's running across like the the like like up above the dash, like in the dash, like have things like held into place. I'm a big fan of the rubberized like P clamps, like you know, tech screw in. Oh yeah, that that would work. I don't know. Then there's some like some absorption. You know, it's not just rattling around your harness. Well, it's not just the harness. It's the the DEI heat shield wrap is going to protect it. Where's the the shock absorption? The DEI heat shield wrap. That's just That's heat shield. It's <laughs> thick. Yeah, I didn't even I didn't even get the cheap loom shit. I got like the expensive stuff. That was more expensive than I wanted to pay. Money bags. No, it's gone. It's 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 in the hall tag in my car now. <laughs> it's gone. There's no money. <laughs> And then Jabay thinks I need to buy tickets six months in advance. But in the middle of build season. Like, this guy's crazy. <laughs> I ain't say it. <laughs> I love you, Jabay. Yep, same. Uh, but yeah, I, I, yeah, besides having been needing the, um, yeah, the vacuum line and the wideband installed, it should be ready to go. Um, I did, like, my initial setup. I I did have a moment of panic when I realized that when I installed the the twelve volt signal from like what should be my ignition switch, I installed it to the twelve volt hot signal. So when I hit the battery switch to turn the power to the car on, everything like immediately turned on. And I had a moment of panic, like, oh no, 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 no. Okay, everything's fine. 
realizing that the only thing wrong was that I was on the op- basically the wrong side of the ignition switch. Yeah. And yeah, like everything. F- I haven't fired the car up, but like everything turned on right. All the, like the oil temp sensor, yeah, the, the temp sensors all seem to be reading correctly. Um, yeah, I can't really test anything else without actually like turning it on. But uh, the throttle body works, pedal works, all that shit would seem to be working. Because uh, I, I, cal- I cal- yeah, what's that? Fuel pump primed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because like there's 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 um, a wire like dedicated for that, so that was already set up, ready to go. Like like that was already one of the pre like. Of the like pre-assigned things, that was one of them. That was just like this one goes here. Okay, perfect. So yeah, that worked great. Uh, yeah, the throttle body you could you could do the calibration. Everything seemed perfect there too. But yeah, now now it's beyond my expertise, and it's this is where Joe steps in and tells me what I think is right is actually not right, and it's time to fix it. So when does it go to Joe? Um, he has. If you say March, I swear to God. Why is that supposed to be? Your, that's your time. I'll be in Costa Rica. <laughs> I'll probably go to March. Um, actually, I, I did talk to him the other day about it, and because like my first event probably isn't till like May. Real like first grid life's not till. Let's look at it. June. So, yeah, first weekend of June is you know festival. So I'll probably I'll, I'll definitely want test days before that. So I want it back by May. Who needs test days? Live the Dalton lifestyle. Fuck no. I'm not spending that kind of money just to realize something's wrong and throw away a whole weekend. <clears throat> but yeah, I got it. I think I for sure have a mid of TT before June. So, or at least a test day. So, um, but yeah, I talked to him about it. I was like, I want the car to be done, like literally ready for the dyno within the next couple of weeks. My goal was to have it done by my birthday and I'm not far off of that. Obviously, there's a small list of things that I'll want before I actually take it on track, but yeah. those things are not essential to getting it on the dyno. So I think once the Nexus is done as far as we possibly can go here, because like the, the goal would be to do a base tune, do some street tuning, basically verify everything is working as it should, because the last thing I want to do is send it to Joe and have him spend days or weeks fucking around with it instead of just putting it on the dyno and tuning it. Yeah. So makes sense. Yeah. So I'll, and cause I, I mean, I have the Mark 60, uh, signal outputs going into it. I need to calibrate those. So obviously I can't do that right now. Um, also the eight inches of snow we got yesterday doesn't help. So that'll, that'll be, you know, whenever we can get to it. Yeah. But like the traction control stuff, that'll be, that'll be a little bit of time consuming to get that set up correctly. I did get the 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 twelve point uh, the the rotary dial thing for it, mm-hmm. so that uh, so I we do want to mess with that. So it's like you know one will be no traction control whatsoever, and then twelve will be like it's raining as hell out. I need all of That'd the traction cool. control. So we're getting that. We're gonna get that set up. That'll obviously take time to get set up, um, and then just yeah, having the getting the speed sensor stuff correctly set up because I'm not. I know it's it's weird because on the Mark 60, all the manuals or all the like schematics that are out there say that, you know, these four pins, they give, um, you know, the output signals for all four wheels. So it's just, a, it's a zero to five volt signal. Um, 
my harness had the wires for the rears, and that's what that's what the E46 used. Or maybe it was the fronts. No, it was the rears. Not important. It has only two wheels that it actually had wires to that it used that signal for like the speedometer. And mm-hmm. it didn't actually have them wired in for the other ones. But everywhere that I found online says that, yeah, it, it's they're there. They they function, but for whatever reason, they're just not not used on every car. So that's that's what has me nervous is that if, you know, the wires weren't there, but supposedly the signal is, so we'll find out. Um, if not, then we'll have to get creative on how we pull the signal from the speed sensors. But I mean, we'll figure it out, but... But yeah, other than that, it's should be really close to firing up, doing some base team stuff. Uh, hopefully, in the next week or so. Fun, fun. Oh yeah, exciting stuff. Yeah, no, like I was real aggressive with getting my stuff as far as I can possibly go. Um, you know, October, November, wanting to focus December on this so that the car could be basically done in January. You know. Re- track ready in January. So like the rest of it is just nitpicky things that I want. And then I can focus the rest of my time is not spending all day of every weekend in the shop. And I can start getting back into the sim and work on, on my, my actual knocking the rust off of like my driving and, and racecraft stuff like that. Yeah. So that'd be a good plan. But yeah, I mean, I think that's, I think that's it for me. I, yeah, that's just a mountain of a mountain of work. <laughs> that I, 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 it's kind of nice to see it all just kind of come together. And once I think once I can get the car started up, then I can finally like feel accomplished. Like okay, I can cross off installed on my list because like right, I, I, I refuse to cross it off yet because it, I haven't even started the car, so it doesn't count. That's fair. But yeah, so if Joe's listening. We're about ready. Car's coming to you. <laughs> <laughs> but we can do it in March. That's fine. It sounds like uh, that's the perfect time to go. And uh, I don't have to worry about anything else going on that weekend or month. Nice. <laughs> <laughs> I'll go eat White Castle, Skyline Chili. I'll tell you all about it. It's good stuff right there. I do like it. More than I should. Well, I haven't had Skyline Chili yet, but I, I do like White Castle. Skyline's good. I like chili. That's on. It's as some of the group in Texas. It's not chili, but it is. I don't know. It doesn't have beans in it, so it's what? Not, it's a, it, How does it not have beans in it? Chili doesn't have beans in it. Yes, it does. No, it doesn't. Holy cows! <laughs> is that how they do this in Ohio? There's no beans in their chili at all. That's how they do it in Texas, where they. You know, invented chili. Get out of here. So does Skyline chili have beans or not? No. Traditional Skyline has no beans. But if Can I get so it with if beans? Like if, you, if you go there, you get a three-way. hey oh. <laughs> a three-way is the pasta, the chili, the cheese. You can get a four-way, which is... Pasta? What pasta? This is ordered. Just, uh, the Skyline comes on, like, noodles. What? Yeah, because comes on spaghetti. I don't want chili on noodles. I want, chi- I want chili in a bowl, maybe with some crackers and cheese. That's it. That's all so I want. So you can do that, too. It, so Skyline comes with like a gratuitous amount of cheese. Good. I want to be back to crackers to yeah. put in the chili if you want to. Okay. Like if you get a bowl of chili, you can. Yep. But like Skyline's known for three ways, which is spaghetti, no. chili, no. cheese. No. No. And then a coney, 
you know, short little hot dog, chili, cheese, mustard, and onion. Okay, that sounds good. I get my conies without mustard or onion. You get a four-way, which is the spaghetti, the chili, the cheese, and beans. Okay. And a five-way adds onion to that. Are we talking like raw onions, like a handful of raw onions just tossed in there? Yeah. I don't want that. Yeah. I go three-way. Yeah. You can get habanero cheese, which is the move. Ooh. That would yeah, be it's, good. It's delicious. And then I get mine inverted. So it's the, pasta the on cheese top. on the bottom. So everything melts together. Oh, yeah, that's how you should do it. Yeah, it's good. Yeah, cheese first. But I mean, if you do it the other way, it's like the iconic look because they put like a it's, it's, mound of cheese on there. Yeah, no, it's it's a better picture, but the cheese doesn't melt right. And it's, a, it's a deal. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll, I'll for <laughs> sure get that when I'm in Dayton. That's fair. Marion's Pizza is in Dayton. Ask Joe about Marion's Pizza. It's pretty good. Okay. So I'm gonna I'm gonna drive. I'm not gonna get any Chicago style pizza. I'm just gonna go to Marion's Pizza. That's that's what I'm doing. Yeah, uh, it was on the I don't know TikTok, YouTube, whatever. This guy that does wanders around doing pizza reviews. He went to Marion's. Guy Fieri. No, that's dri- not, diners, drives, and diving. Well, whatever. So, so, so far, every time I've gone to one of his restaurants, that's actually well, not his actual restaurant because that wasn't great. But like the ones that he's done for the show, those were great. Yeah, yeah. No, there's some big. Weird guy that wanders around just eating pizzas. I don't know. I'll, I'll, I will try any food, but like legit. If someone's like, you should try this food, yeah, I'm in. Yeah, that's why you should come to Costa Rica. I've told you a thousand times. (laughs) I want to go. We planned on going. You selfishly had a child and canceled the trip. So, like, the reason we didn't go the first time is your fault. And the reason I'm not going this year is because I'm going to France. Which I need to talk to Booney about because I still haven't gotten like the final like dates. Because that kind of interferes with my grid life schedule because right now it looks like I'm going to go to Midwest Festival, go home, work a number of days, not many, fly to France, watch the 24 Hours of Le Mans, have a vacation with Jess, and then be back in time for Mid-Ohio, which is June 28th, 30th. Are you coming to Mid-O? Yeah, that makes the most sense. That that one is my furthest travel, is my plan. I'm probably going to buy the tickets when they're yeah. available. Because Gingerman is up, like, Midwest Festival is always on the list. Mid-Ohio, because it makes the most sense, because you were, like, 20 minutes from the track. Joe's, like, what, an hour uh, hour from I'm the track? Not that close to the track, but yeah. Yeah, like, that's, Joe's not far away, so any sort of tuning type stuff would be not far away. Uh, he'd probably go. Um, then I plan on going Autobahn in September and potentially Road America. Um, the $1,000 entry fee kind of has me not feeling great about it because it, that was an expensive weekend to not get on track very long. But Yeah, that's... A, that's a, but, I mean, it, it is what it is. It's, it's a great track. I mean, it's worth every penny, and it, I'm, I assume that festival will be fucking awesome. Yeah. I, I don't doubt that for a second. So... I'm thinking I'm going to do Midwest, Lime Rock. I'll be at mid I'm not, probably not going to drive it, but I'll be at mid And then uh, Road America. Not Autobahn? In September? Uh, what's the date for that one? It's 14th and 15th of September. Maybe. That, one, that one's planned. good. I like, I like Autobahn a lot. I 
feel like most of my grid life experiences this year will be behind the wheel of a drift car and not of a time attack car. Bro. We're losing you. All right. Well, this was a nice show. I appreciate you coming on. <laughs> uh, tell us tell us about your drift cars. Man. Where, sh- where should we start Dusty's uh, anxiety attack? Yeah, I was gonna say you have like I just I I just spent like literally an hour talking about my one project, and you have probably thirteen projects all in different states of disrepair. I have yeah. I literally have one list of every like a running tab of all the things I need to do or want to do to the car before I put it on track again. And it's, That's it's fair. It, right now it's like eight items, and mo- and half of it's maintenance at this point. So uh, the Datsun. You know, it got hurt at Midwest Fest. It's got the engine out. I have not yanked the engine apart yet to see what got hurt. Oh, I dude, um, I, th- I, th- I um, thought you did that like six months the ago. In- the engine's out. I haven't gone through it yet. Oh, um, okay. I'm assuming there's some piston to head contact. Did you drain the oil? Because, yeah, it's bad. Oh, the, I drained the oil. There's metal in it. Okay, that's, like, that's really all you need to know. Yeah. I think the pistons touched the head because the head was decked uh, a while back to get flat. And then I didn't think about it when I picked which head gasket from Tommy I was going to run. Um, and when the engine got hot, I think it was touching a little bit. And then... Did they say they had to take a bunch of material off? or was Because, like... They had to take a little bit off. Like I remember when, when I did the I Z, they were like, like, oh, you only took, like, five thou off. I'm like, oh, okay, that's... I went with the thinnest head gasket Tome sold because in a motor I was looking for, ah. uh, you know, gain a few, uh, gain, gain some uh, compression there. So. Yep, yep. I, I may have shot myself in the foot there. And then my oil pan is a poor design, and I'm pretty sure I just, I just in one of the corner, uh, seven? Like, the that, same like that, that, eight, that, eight, that eight, nine complex? Yeah, the same thing that kills Corvettes. I think I may have starved my engine a little bit of oil. Oil, so. Oh yeah, that's real. That's a that's a long time at a sustained G force. Like you don't think about it, but like you're constantly in a constant state of angle. Well, not yeah. angle, but you know what I mean. Like, well, and that was when I had the low, the wider wheels on it. I was, my quarter panel was sitting down on it and almost cut the tire in half. Jabay thought the car was on fire because it was smoking so bad. Yeah, that, that 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 was a deep cut. I'm surprised it didn't like have a leak or a pop or. Yeah. Uh, we got like, it switched out and it worked. So you just have yeah. like. So do you not have like an oil cooler or like do you just have like the stock oil pan and like three quarts it's of oil in it? Aftermarket oil pan. Um, the McKinney Motorsports oil pan, but it it has a baffle, but like no trap doors or anything like that. It does have an oil cooler, but uh, yeah, I just think I feel I think it just the oil kind of just sloshed away from the pickup. So I gotta pull that apart, see if the engine's salvageable. Um, Hope so. Oh wait, yeah, because you have the RB twenty five. Okay, I'm like for some reason in yeah. my head, I'm like. Well, it's a Datsun engine. Never, like, I knew, I knew nah. better. I don't. I'm sorry. <laughs> For those that aren't aware, I have a '76 280Z um, RB25 DE bottom end, RB26 head, uh, ITBs. Um, it's 
dope proper vintage race car so dope yeah i love my car it's super cool it's a little bit of a headache sometimes yeah Um, it's a car yeah they do that right if the um if the engine's savable i'll rebuild it and get it back in with a different oil pan i'll probably also throw uh an ati damper on it and a few other odds and ends just future proofing yep um i did that this year too if it is not savable it may wait until next winter i've got a lot of financial things going on in life that are big Uh, moments yeah they're all (laughs) like not fun adult shit well, and three then of some. them are not fun adult stuff, and <laughs> one of them is a fun adult thing, so we'll see where everything lands. Yeah. But depending on what goes on in my personal life, if the if the engine's trash, I may wait until next off-season, because that's when my budget should kind of... I should know if I'm spending a large sum of money or not. Um, I'll buy an RB30 block, and I'll just do the damn thing once and for all and go RB30 block with an RB26 head. ITBs still like, yeah, yeah. Perfect. That car will always have ITBs. Perfect. Um, I mean, when I thought about VQing, that's why I had IQ or VQ ITBs was because I was thinking about putting a VQ in there, but the CD09 transmission is just massive, and that car is dumb low. Oh so, yeah, yeah, that would not yeah. work. So that's a quick rundown of the Datsun. It's not a lot to change from that. Um, I got hooked on Copart for a quick minute. <laughs> Who hasn't? I uh, I found the perfect thing I had been looking for, which was a Challenger that had been rolled into a ditch, so the buy damage was not was bad enough that no one was going to try to buy it and fix it and put it on some corner lot, you know. Yep. Uh, but I found a six speed. RT car. I was hoping for like a 6.4 or something like that, but it's a 5.7 car with a TR6060. I got an insane deal on it because the Copart couldn't find the key, so they didn't know how many miles were on it. They couldn't confirm it ran. On and on and on. Uh, I was the highest bidder, but didn't meet the reserve. So you're still, you're still taking a gamble on the fact that the engine could be trashed. Yeah, so... Okay. I was the highest bidder. The seller reached out to me after the auction and negotiated. They can go back and forth and you can negotiate. So I ended up at a price I was happy at. Sarah and I loaded up with Wyatt and we went out to Philadelphia and picked it up. Um, this dude showed up with like a huge excavator with like, you know, 20 foot forks on it <laughs> with the challenger on it. Yep. And just slid it right, slid it right into my enclosed trailer. Like I had a winch, like a come along ready to go, some spare wheels, some cat, like dollies, all sorts of things. Like, all right, how am I going to do this? Yep. And so he just, he just even, picked like, it up from behind and just kind of slid yeah, it in there without and, me and, guiding him or anything. He's ah, like, whoop. And then he was like, yeah, I sorry, I couldn't get any further. This guy with the U-Haul truck behind you is a little too close for me to like get square with you. And I was like. Bro, this Dude, is you got the back <laughs> wheels in the trailer. Like I just gotta winch it up the dovetail and she's in. Wow. So that worked out well. I got home, popped the hood. Um I had to dismount I had to disconnect like the radiator supports or the mounts 
so I could push it forward off the crank sh- off the crank pulley, threw a battery in it. Um, while digging the bumper and a few things out of the car, I realized that the key was in the center console. <laughs> so threw a battery in the car, key in, seventy thousand miles on it. No shit. It's like, all right, score number one. That's that's a good start. Hit the key, fired right up. No uh, way. Absolutely, yeah. Like no, I, I swear I put a sort of video in the group chat, but I guess I didn't. Yeah. Re- I didn't realize it. Like I didn't know the story behind it. Yeah, as I, I well, guess I assumed that you knew that it ran. I didn't even look at. Yeah. The, I didn't look at the listing close enough. Honestly, hit the key, fired up. Um, who knows how old the gas is in it? But like, <laughs> it's got brand new brake rotors on it and pads. That's wild. Um, but yeah, so it's a 2014 Challenger that I'm twenty eight hundred dollars in. No way. Yeah. That's amazing. In a TR6060. <laughs> Fucking hell. That's so good. So that will be disassembled for my 67 Barracuda. Um, it's caged. Uh, I had it caged with Time Attack in mind. So it is quite the cage. Um, had it done by Winna Joe, uh, Adula's friends, um, uh, Cody Tobe. Awesome guy down Dayton does a lot of fab work. That's great. Um, he, uh, so I mean, I'm gonna pull the this Challenger apart. I'm gonna look at. I have this dumb idea about trying to stick the rear subframe and front subframe under the car. Just do like like kind of that resto mod, like whatever, whatever they call that. Where you, yeah, basically your the entire underside of the car is a modern well, Challenger. Well, the, the Barracuda is way too clean for me to, like, you know, body do swap. the whole cut the floor out and just drop the body on it. Like, I didn't want to do that. But that era of Barracuda has torsion bar front suspension, kind of like a 911. Okay. Uh, and then the rear's leaf spring. Yep. And it's just like, well, I wonder, you know, the track seems right, you know. I was, I was looking at it. I was like, well, if I could go, you know, it has... I want to say that car has four-wheel drum brakes, even though it was a Formula S car. Or no, it's a Formula S? I can't remember what the special designation was, but it was the sportier of the options. Yep. But it still had four-wheel drum brake. And it's just like, you know, I could get independent rear suspension. I could get a better diff. I could get four-wheel disc brake. You know, all these things, if I can figure out how to get these subframes under the car and just make it work that way. So I'm going to play with that. It'd be sick if that works. That'd be awesome. Um, so that's kind of the plan with the Barracuda. It's going to go like a pale powder blue off of a Subaru. Um, and then my tattoo artist is going to hand paint a livery on it for me. Oh, wow. Um, kind of do like the old, you know, dragster look, you know, the like hand paint. Like that pinstriping? Yeah. Not like low rider pinstriping. No. But like the like the 70s and 60s, like drag car stuff yeah you know moon eye style stuff but um he'll have the petrol box stuff on it and his tattoo studio and stuff like that so he's the gentleman that did my uh my uh iowa man racing tattoo well, that's right you actually followed through on that yeah it took me a minute but life got a little weird there <laughs> but i mean i have my iowa man tattoo dalton doesn't does he even have a tattoo no. It's about time he gets one. 
Yeah. It's about time I get another one. Yeah. You can get one while you're at Meadow. All right. I got my but, artist. Uh, I got my artist locally picked out, but that's fair. Just haven't reached out yet. So yeah, I got the uh, so I got the Barracudas plans together. Who knows when it's done? But by springtime, get it's to, get Dusty to. Nixon's fault. I saw the Camaro and I was like, racing an old muscle car just seems like a great idea. So now it's a race on who gets their car done first. You or him? Come on, the problem is Beat the him. rest of my lists. I know, <laughs> and they're and they're they're kind of on their way on that car already. Like they're they're making progress. Oh, yeah. and I mean, if it takes as long as the C10 did, then I have a race, then I have a chance. It shouldn't, not even close. So along with my Copart addiction, I decided to do like you know, like the holiday commercials where like. The really handsome white guy buys his wife like a fucking Lexus for Christmas and or the brand new Escalade, like, yeah, yeah, yep. and you know buys a ninety thousand dollar vehicle without talking to his wife. So my version of that <laughs> is I surprised my wife with a thirty one foot camper that I bought from a Copart auction. I did not uh, realize you bought that. Oh hell yeah. <laughs> It's a thirty-one foot camper. It's a two thousand seven. It's got do you pop go outs. Ca- do you go camping? Like just camping? Like like grid life? Obviously, you go like camp at the track. But like, do you just go camping? Um, we have, and we live. Hocking Hills is southern Ohio's like the like the southern third of the state's called Hocking Hills for the Triple Nicholas and OU and all these things. It's absolutely beautiful there. Wayne uh, Wayne uh, State Park and all heard, sorts of stuff are down there. Heard good things about the welding program at OU. You're right. OSU, sorry. Oh, you're talking OSU. OU's got a bunch of good stuff too, though. Business stuff. But um, the uh, there, there's so much right there. And then, you know, we keep going south. You know, we're in West Virginia and in less than an hour, we're, you know, Matt Williams isn't too far. So my thought is, you know, with a camper, Friday or Thursday, you know, night or Friday morning, pull the camper into the driveway. Sarah can spend the day loading it. I get off work. Friday night, we head out. In an hour, we can be lost in the woods. Spend the weekend out in the woods. Come home Sunday night. Sarah can unload the trailer Monday. And then park it and be done. So it's kind of the thought process. I got it. It was flood damage was the reason it was at a Copart thing. After getting there and inspecting it, I believe that someone didn't winterize it correctly and they had a PEX line break going to the sink and it flooded the back half. But it's got linoleum, so it really just stained the linoleum flooring and smelled a bit musty. Interesting. Well, kind of I like have your, an ozone machine from work. I was going to say, it's kind of like your there. job. You, you should be able to knock that out in a weekend and a half and be good to go. Yeah, so we're going to probably put up different, either paint the wall, you know, we're going to probably do something with the wallpaper that's in it, do, down, do some different linoleum, and yeah, I'm $1,800 into a 31-foot camper. That's crazy. <laughs> Cofart's like dumb addicting. Yeah, I get it. No, I, I, I've never pulled uh, the trigger, but I've, I've bid. Yeah, so those are some of the dumber things. Um, the Volvo that made me end up in Iowa for the first time. <laughs> uh, I have the engine just about out of that. 
after Dalton and I and John put the engine in that in Dalton's old garage. Uh, if you haven't listened that, to that episode, go back. It's like probably <laughs> comfortably in the like 100s of when yeah. E-Man went to Iowa with John and they swapped in this engine. Out um, of spite. Out of spite. <laughs> so what you're saying, though, that this engine that you guys swapped in Dalton's garage did not last. It is dead. Oh, no, no, no. The engine's perfect. What? It, Why are you pulling it out? Uh, Because I don't really like it was going to be a tight squeeze to get the transmission out with the engine in. So I'm just yanking it both out. What's the wrong with the transmission? Engine, the new engine, I believe, has too much oomph for the old the old trans. Oh. So when I drove that car to NOLA Grid Life, the first time I met Dalton, uh, it had 250,000 miles on it. My mom bought it new in 2005. When she was done with it, she gave it to my brother when he had his first kid. And then it was given to me at some point. Um, but that car had 250,000 miles on it and my brother is not particularly kind to cars. <laughs> and so the engine developed knock when we were in New Orleans, Dalton towed it back to Iowa for us. Um, so we put an engine in it there. It was good for six or eight months or so. And then the transmission started like kind of slipping. Mm. Um, or and then like it, you know, if you're slowing down, like rolling to a stop, and you decided like the light turned green, you never came to a stop. It wouldn't find a lower gear to go for a second, and then it would start going. So oh. it was just getting a little sketchy. Yep. So I bought a transmission. So here shortly, this car will have like 120,000 miles under it, and the whole thing's aluminum, so it zero rust. That car is fantastic shape, so. It'll probably be my daily when I'm not driving around in my truck for work. Not a bad daily. So, got to finish the Volvo, because it's taking up one of my lifts. <laughs> uh, <laughs> oh, the 350Z that I talked about last time I was on, I decided in life that I need less cars. So, that's got the VQ that was in my S13 drift car in it now. That car will be for sale. If anyone wants a really solid seat time car, that is going to be... You know, intake, exhaust, injectors, tune, three fifty Z with a beautiful cage in it, six Brembos. Uh, well, it's got the factory Brembos, and then it's got a hydraulic cam brake with Brembos for that as well. Yep. Uh, PBM angle kit, stance coilovers. I may put my radium surge tank in it. I may just sell that separately. This this is the uh, one that you saved. Or yeah. Fr- yeah, that you talked about on the on the show a while back. Yeah, yep. Okay. Um, it's a really nice car. Oh yeah, I just don't need this many caged race cars. And sure, you do. The uh, in my thought process is, you know, if I was going to keep that, I was thinking about selling my S thirteen. But S thirteens are becoming very hard to find, and through disease, are you know they'll be there soon enough. Anymore. Don't you worry. Right. But they, they they made it. They made the 350Z and the 370Z for Ever. two decades. Yeah, forever. So I, I'll have plenty of time to find another one if I need to. Um, so the so that 350Z will be up for sale. Um, my wife's S14 is also VQ powered because why wouldn't it be? Um, that's got a CD in it and it just got all of its aero and on it, so it's fully kitted. 
uh, Fortunato coilovers, you know, angle kit, all that fun stuff. But that's a full interior S14. Um, and that's going to be, you know, she drifts on occasion, but it's full interior and car seat fits in the back. So <laughs> that will be her. That will be her. Mommy mobile. Yeah, her mom mobile. Um, when she doesn't want to drive a Forester, we picked her up uh, to replace. My GTI is finally getting listed and up for sale. Thank God. That car is <laughs> going to get out of my life. Um, it's a great car if anyone wants a Mark Six GTI. Um, but we picked her up a 2008 Forester, five-speed, 140,000 miles. I've a buddy had a bunch of STI stuff sitting in his garage, so it's a Forester now on STI struts with STI uh, lowering springs meant for an STI, and then aftermarket sway bars for an STI. So the sway bars went from like I want to say like a 17 millimeter and a 15 millimeter to 26 millimeters. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Things rad. It hooks so hard. <laughs> But, um, yeah, so we're getting her all set up. And then my my S13 and her S14 are going Honda Blue Raspberry Metallic, which... That's a, that's a fit color. Yeah, which... It's a good color. It's a good the, color. It's not blue nor the color of a raspberry, but whatever. <laughs> no, it's kind of green. Yeah. It's it's a great teal. I love it. Yeah, um, it is. It's it's really a color. So her S14 will be that color. My S13 is going to go that color. I'll probably both cars will probably end up at the full livery. Um, probably in the white and pink and chrome, or at least my car will have chrome because, like I've said in the past, you know, I like big dumb chrome wheels on my drift cars because looks like you should, you know, yeah. drift car looks like you should deal coke out of it or something. I don't know. Yeah, it should be a little flashy, <laughs> a little attention grabby. I get it. Yeah. You don't have to explain it. Yeah. So, you know, I bought, I've got a set of 18 by 10, 18 by 11, negative 30 work emits, which are just a bunch of spokes and ridiculous looking. And then I've got some, uh, I just picked up some weds, um, Cerberuses. So, starting to build my collection of big dumb shiny wheels for it. But that car is scheduled for its cage on a drop off March first um, uh-huh. to Adam Brock, who, if you don't follow on Instagram, he is his. He does a bunch of fab work for. Um, rally cars and stuff like that but he is um oh is he on instagram i think he's avocado brock avocado underscore brock but his cage building is just Stellar. top notch yeah. yeah i think he's uh 9hio.com but uh yeah just shout out to him i can't wait to see the cage he builds for this car um so he's caging it and then uh, I, uh, my my original S13 that I've driven the past few years, um, it saw some damage to the front end a few seasons ago. And when it got pulled, my body guy was like, hey, if it gets hit in this front end again on this side, I might not be able to fix it. You know, there's rust in a weird spot, you know, where the firewall 
meets the fender meets the door. Oh, all that area. Yep. And it's just like, I don't even know how to go about patching that area or anything. Yep. So I picked up a new chassis. So I picked up another S13 coupe um, that he's going to cage. He's going to cage the new car. Um, <laughs> well, it's all part. I'm legit losing track at this point of what cars you're talking about. <laughs> Sorry. This is this is S thirteen. This is this is where everyone's just like, wait, which S thirteen? Which car? Dust, Dusty's Dust, yeah, Dusty has a list and he's just looking at it going, What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Bingo. So the new S thirteen is getting a cage and chassis swapped from my old one to this one. Um and it'd be getting painted the same color as my wife's S fourteen. Um so so then you're retiring the other S13? Yeah. Yep. I'll take and I'll then, take it uh, off you if you want to just get rid of it. I'll I'll find a place for it. Right? Yeah, I just I got room in my shop now. It's cool. Yeah. But, but it's it's not the hatch it's not the slopey back hatchback style, so I don't know. No, it's a coupe. Yeah, a proper coupe. No, no, no. Yes, absolutely. No. Nope. Um so yeah. That's kind of where everything lands landed at the moment. Um, can't see you, just, can't see you at all in your video, by the way. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I was adjusting some settings. My camera, my computer just told me it's going to die soon, and it's my work computer, so I don't have a charger here. <laughs> oh, great. Hey, I didn't know it was going to last so long. Phrasing. Yeah, I was going to say. I'm sure you've never said that before. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. So the built motor from the, the old Herb Z. This is going to go into this. You know, it's going to be a 600 horsepower, just party car and cage. It's got the full GK Tech catalog underneath it. All right, hold on. Time out. So you, so you took, so there, where did the 600 horsepower 350Z engine come from? Because I thought that was in the car that you <laughs> saved. It was in the car that I saved. So I pulled you pulled the engine? Oh. So you're, are, you, are you selling that without an engine? No, it's got the VQ that was in my coupe, in my SR13. They How switched m- engines. Okay, and they're both together and, and running. I didn't put the boat one in it now because that's it's going in the new chassis when it gets oh yeah duh. caged okay. yeah. <laughs> right now the S my old S thirteen is becoming a pile of parts as I pull things off of it to get ready to get ready to get rid of the shell. Gotcha, gotcha. So yeah, that's I'm waiting to put anything on the new chassis until the cage is done and inside and outside's painted. That makes sense. Yeah. So once it's all painted and done, since it, it it's going to have the same tube front that's currently on my other coupe, because that tube front is removable. So then I can just slide the VQ straight in with the CD instead of getting some dumb angle to try to swing it in. So yeah, that would be easier. No, it makes life so much easier. So yeah, once the chassis is all ready, everything will go together. But that's got, you know. A wiring specialties pro harness on the engine, the ECUs, a plug and play link ECU. I've got my link dash. Um, so, yeah, I've got a lot to get done. And so you got like two we'll months see. to do it. Well, luckily the S14 is just getting painted. So, worst case, I can thrash around in that. It's still a VQ S14. So, it parties. Yeah, that'd be a good time. So, dang. I think we've bored people enough with us jabbering about. That's why they're All here. All these cars. No, it's it's uh, it's why they're here. They're either going, what the fuck are you guys doing, or they're using it as motivation to go work on their own projects, 
Or they're all going, at least I'm not as dumb as this guy. Because yeah, we even talk about the fact that I have a 510 and a KA for that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I say, we've only got like, we've only talked about like half the cars that you own. <laughs> oh, and I got a boat? No, you do not. And you <laughs> got one, then you got one of those. Boat. That's got, the boat I keep trying to give to Adam. Oh, that's right. <laughs> give to Adam even, and he won't take it. And you got one of those little Honda pocketbook. Scooter oh things. yeah, yeah. I did buy a Motocomp uh, Honda briefcase scooter. You'll see me zip around on Grid Life at that. <laughs> Be sure to wave me down, say hi. I'll let you take it for a ride. It's fun. Is it quick? It'll do thirteen. That's quick enough. Uh, I'm a big guy, so you know that's all you can ask. I mean, you're only using it for like a pit bike, so I mean, what more yeah. do you need? It weighs, you know, just under forty pounds. It folds up into literally a briefcase size, and it's awesome. That's pretty slick. Yeah, I love it. But yeah, I don't I, know. Yeah, no, I finally. I don't all, know. Did we cover all the things? Is this a show? I think this is a full show. Almost two shows. Um, I mean, if it's slipping, it's four. Yeah, it's it's a, it's a, it's a it's a proper track walking length at this point. They're, they they got oh, up yeah. there. They got up there with uh with their podcast now. They realize that you can't just jam everything into a 45-minute show. I'm just waiting for this to randomly die. So if I just am randomly gone, that's why. <laughs> that's the perfect way to end a podcast. Like, mid-sentence, like the Sopranos. I mean, it's 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 on par for a drifter, I suppose. <laughs> yeah. I mean, uh, I mean, I think that's a pretty fair fair thing to say. Um, Robbie, do you, do, you, do you still follow Formula One, by the way? Yeah. Did you see uh, the news at a Haas? Yeah, that Gunther's gone. Yeah, that makes me sad. I like Gunther. He grew on me. I didn't like him at first. I I, did, I don't know why. Just like I, I I don't know why. I honestly can't like put a finger on it. But for whatever reason, I was like that guy's that guy's not my guy. And then like the more I paid attention to Formula One and less of like Netflix, the more I liked him. <laughs> I just liked him. I liked his attitude. I liked his demeanor. I liked I like Gunther. Yeah. I'll be sad to see him go. Yeah. They'll definitely you, they lose a, a main like a big character, like a like a Yeah. Like someone people actually give a shit about. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see what he does and if Haas can turn it around without him. I just Which, want Danny Rick in my life. I get that. Like that that type of like, positive energy is uh hard to find. Like you you only I, I Dalton met him and a few other people, but Chris Balthus, who we used to sponsor through Petrol Box is very much a Daniel Ricardo kind of person. He's always smiling. He actually kind of looks like Danny Rick if he was from Ohio and not... Not Australian. Not Australian, you know. But uh, he's got that kind of attitude, just always smiling, always positive. And it's, you know, it's the closest thing I'll be to... Uh, I'll have to being friends with Daniel Ricardo is being <laughs> friends with the Canadian Ohio and, you know, he's just, he's just as close as it's going to get, but yeah. it works. But, it's closer than I got. <laughs> you know, I you know, I've heard people say that Adam Nielsen is the the you know the Dana Ricardo of Iowa. <laughs> yeah, I've heard that too. Um He's got the personality, you know, he's always a smiling, happy guy. Always positive. <laughs> <laughs> Surely he's listened this far. Oh, he doesn't listen to the episodes he misses unless we badger him in the com in the in the group chat and tell him we tell him tell him that he missed everything. Like, man, you gotta hear what we said at the end. 
<laughs> oh, God, we're going to be those people? Oh, wait till you see what happens at the end of this video. Yeah, stick around. No, don't do that. Can that be the title of this episode? Stick around to the end? Wait till you hear the shit talk at the end. <laughs> <laughs> I'll maybe I'll put that in the description. That's fair. But, Who else can we bad mouth? Uh, <laughs> I think I got a plan ahead if I'm going to do a bad mouthing show. Then I can have everything like lined up, ready to go. That's fair. But, yeah. but yeah, I think I like we I think people. we did a show. Um, yeah, sounds like we'll be hanging out here in a few months. Well, you at should least, really consider going to Lime Rock, dude. It's so far. It, like when I, you were done in Mid Ohio. Just leave your trailer at my house. No, because that's then then I then I have to skip Road America. Wait, what? So mid mid Ohio is June twenty eighth and twenty and thirtieth. Road America is July twenty sixth to twenty eighth, and and then Lime Rock is August sixteenth to eighteenth. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a pretty big gap there. Bummer. No, like don't, don't get me wrong. I wanted I want to do Lime Rock, but yeah, that's like Lime a Rock twenty like hour two drive weeks after mid Ohio last year. So that would have worked out then. Yeah. No, it's it's just yeah, it's it's quite a drive, and yeah. But it's such a pretty part of the country. Don't, don't, and that track's fucking I, amazing. You don't have to and sell me on the track. You don't have to sell me on that. It's T Pain did karaoke last year, and just I, I heard he was supposed to be at Autobahn, Mid Ohio, Road America, and Gingerman. So those are the ones you want to be at. Is he going to be at all those? Yeah, of course. You heard it here first. I was talking about it the other day. Duh. There. There, I mean, dude, I have no Mid idea. Ohio is never going to let drifting happen happen again, and T Pain's a drifter. Yeah, because they just resurfaced that, and then Road yeah, America, I, just, I, dude, Motor Road I America really just resurfaced think, too. So I'd be real curious what they do there. I told Jabay that they should let us drift the cart track there because that's got all sorts of elevation and just whatnot. That track, cart track, would be sick to drift. The big track at Road America will not be a fun track to drift because it's. Big, big straightaway, yeah. 90 degree corner, big, big straightaway, 90 degree corner. There's nowhere that you can watch that you're going to see more than just one corner. No. Unless you're throwing down a shit ton of power, then you could hang the carousel out. Right. You got those kind of. But yeah, no, I I, I agree. I couldn't agree more. So, I mean, that track's just not a fun one. to The big track wouldn't be a fun one particularly to drift. But the cart track would be rad, and then you could do it like they do at Heartland Park, where drifting is kind of all day. Yep. So then you could take ride-alongs. You can, you know, yeah, people, it'd, you know, it'd be a, you it'd be a whole deal. Ride-alongs as you want. Yeah, that'd be cool. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, I mean, I really think that Mid Ohio let them drift because they knew they're repaving, and they were just like, yeah, whatever. You can't hurt the track. We're going to repave it. Yeah, I mean, sick, I mean, it, it went well. I mean, Mid-O's a club circuit event, so I mean, it's not a festival, so. Yeah. Yeah, they probably won't have drifting at all. So, no surprise there. Yeah, that's a bummer. But yeah. Blind Rock's a sick track for all the events. It's a beautiful place to hang out. Highly recommend going to that event if you can make it. Yep. No, I probably won't make it. I probably realistically don't see myself being able to drive it, but... Uh, would again i would agree i would highly recommend it <clears throat> but yeah i think this is the show i will uh let you go and i appreciate you coming on and and filling in for adam always 
Yeah, I'm upset that I'm out of root beer. I know Adam's not out of root beer, but I'm oh, upset that I'm let's out of root talk, beer. Let's let's talk about that real quick, and then we'll shut this down. So the fact that Adam has 25 gallons of root beer. Yes. Yeah, so <laughs> I won't say their name. A friend of us and a friend of the show sent Adam four pony kegs of 1990. No, no, no. no. He got sent three, I believe. The first. And then the first one was four. The first one was four? The first one was four packages. Oh, I thought he got three and then one and then another one. I, I, I'm pretty sure the first one was four packages. Let me look at my... I, I've got the conversation right here. Okay. Yeah, maybe I'm wrong. I thought it was I thought it was four right off the bat. But anyway... If that's the case, then that means he's got six total. <laughs> <laughs> I hope it... I hope it is. But yeah, so... Adam got a surprise in the mail that it was just like it got delivered to the house and it was a big package of and it said package one of either three. Oh, or you're right. He did send four. It was, it was one of four. And it's like, what the fuck? So Adam opens it up and it's it's a, a pony keg of 1919 root beer, which, of course, if you crack it open, you have to finish them fairly quickly where they go flat. So it's a really nice but like super inconvenient gift, which is the best type of gift as far as I'm concerned for me because it's nice for Adam, but also it's wildly inconvenient. And Katie's super mad about it because it takes up the whole fridge. So they've got five. Four came. One was sent later because I ordered some and I asked the sender, hey, how long did it take for your order to get to Adam? Because I haven't got mine yet. And they're like, I don't remember. I'll send another one and we'll time it. <laughs> <laughs> and then <laughs> so there's been conversation more conversation about it, you know. So uh, so so has he not gotten all of them yet? If he's got 5, he's got all of them that are currently being sent. But we'll leave it there for now. I don't want to spoil anyone's plans. I thought you said there were 6 cuz if he had 4 to begin with, Four to begin with. One was sent, uh, let's see here, December 24th, another one got sent. <laughs> okay, and I thought there was one more after that still. Um, no, they just set themselves a reminder to send more. Ah, perfect. Yeah, I, I said that their financial advisor is going to be confused on your uh, root beer budget for quarter one. <laughs> Uh, uh, if you want to send Adam a like very nice but wildly inconvenient gift, I will give you his address. And <laughs> in so, uh, in in a world that's all fair, if you want to send Robbie a wildly inconvenient gift, I can also give you Robbie's address. I don't think I don't think that's how that works. <laughs> it is. So if you need Robbie's address, let me know. Oh shit! Have you had any good T-shirts lately? Yeah, Petrobox shirts. And this this doula design performance shirt, but but no no mystery shirts. Uh no any any shirt that I've gotten in the mail as a gift I have I have shared on the podcast. All right, I'm gonna have to reach out to your secret admirer. We'll see see when the next one's coming. <laughs> I appreciate the ones that I'll actually wear. So if you want to keep that up, that'd be nice. Orchestrating the chaos is fun. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> All right, if you want, I'll, yeah, so this is a good time to plug it. If you want in on this type of chaos, go to Facebook, search 10 Tenths Consortium. It used to be a 10 Tenths podcast, whatever. I can't remember what we called it. Uh, but we made fun of consortiums like 
I don't know, six years ago. And that's what we did (laughs) when Michael was still on the show. Um, So then we jokingly changed the podcast group to 10 Consortium and we never changed it back. So if you want to get in on that, it's a really super fun group. There's like 400 and some odd people that are on there. Most, I mean, it's, it's pretty active. Like there's people posting fun stuff almost every day. Uh, really good, really good group of people, really fun. So if you want to get in on that, you should definitely hit that up on Facebook. Uh, we'll welcome you with shenanigans. <laughs> we, we do provide shenanigans on a side note. I had, I looked at my phone to find this conversation about the root beer and I was just sent a screenshot from my friend trying to sell a supercharger kit from his IS300. So are you buying a supercharger for your IS300? I don't have an IS300, and now I wouldn't supercharge a, a Jay-Z, but this 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 response, I'll have to do some research, but definitely keeping this adapter in mind. I'm waiting for my bond money to get out. <laughs> <laughs> what? That seems like a friend that you would have, yeah? Yeah. That's amazing. No, no, that's not my friend. He's receiving oh, that message from someone on Marketplace. That is so typical Marketplace. My, my friend's selling it. And the, is, oh, they're using their... an engineer that works for TS Tech designing seats for Honda. Oh, cool. He's very much not that person. <laughs> he, but that's where, that is where you like, sell these things to, yes. A DCT, like adapter in a jay-z powered fcrx7 and has a built transmission in his is 300 that's supercharged Wild. he's got some interesting stuff but yeah i bet uh, everything's automatic he uh, has one arm <laughs> oh yeah that would that would limit your shifting abilities yeah yeah so but, fun times anyways we're gonna shut this down uh, yep. appreciate you coming on um i'm probably gonna end up cold calling you here in the future again We'll, we'll get some more updates on your projects, uh, plans for the future, more shenanigans. That's really where I'll we're... get a more concise list together so things make sense that I'm not just like, oh, this 13. over here, over yeah, here, this, over here. Yeah, this S13, this Z, this VQ. Yeah, it's it's hard to keep track of. We'll we'll make a list. Doe 1, John Doe 2. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> All right, and we'll catch everyone next week. <laughs>